morning. It is now one minute after the hour here on Community Pulse, your local update on the COVID-19 crisis here in central Missouri. As a reminder, you can catch Community Pulse every weekday, or that is Monday through Thursdays at 9 a.m. right here on your community radio station. You can also listen to it later in the day on our website, kopn.org, kopn.org, or on our Facebook profile. This being a Wednesday, we are, as always, pleased to welcome back uh, (coughs) public health advocate Ginny Chadwick, who this morning will be interviewing Lindsay Smith, a local Columbia resident, about some fears, concerns, and general thoughts uh, concerning the spread of this virus in central Missouri. I believe that we'll have uh, Ginny on the line now. Ginny, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, Peter, for introducing us and having us. I know we're having a little bit of technical difficulty, so if we lose one of us, we'll call right back in. Um, But yeah, as you said, I have guest Lindsay Smith here. I'm not sure if she's on the line yet or not. Lindsay, are you with us? All right. Sounds like she'll be here in just a moment. But we wanted, you know, Lindsay has been following this very closely, as many of us in our community had. And I just wanted to have more of a conversation about those questions that we do have, um, confusion that we hear. I know just, you know, within the last two days, the World Health Organization making, you know, some some statements that were very confusing to the public. And, and what are our fears and our concerns for tomorrow, whether they're valid or not? And so I'm going to start with the numbers as we're um, getting Lindsay on the line. But Looking just here in Boone County, you know, we've seen a huge surge in cases. And so, um, you know, there's been up to upwards of a 60% increase in, in recent days in the numbers. And we have 194 cases now confirmed in Boone County with just two deaths, luckily. And the average cases per day now that we're increasing is around five and a half cases per day. But when we look at who's being impacted in our community, in our state, and across the country, we see huge disparities in that number. Right now, we have 67% of those who have had um, identified COVID are white, whereas the general population is 81% um, white. And 30% of those in our um, community that have been identified COVID are are black, whereas only 8.8% of our population is. When we look at Missouri as a state, we now have 15,533 cases, and that's been um, the numbers by Matthew Holloway as we report every day. I know that Elizabeth mentioned yesterday that he is getting ready to welcome a new baby into his um, family, and we are we are wondering where we're going to get the most accurate, up-to-date numbers for the state of Missouri because he's been doing just such a lovely job of providing us with that information. But now we have 96% of our counties um, in the state of Missouri having reported cases, so just a handful of counties that don't have an identified case in the county. Um, just yesterday, we added 205 new cases. So we're averaging about 198 new cases or about 200 new cases per day. Um, We have total 858 deaths in the state of Missouri, adding 19 yesterday to that death toll. Um, And again, when we look at the state of Missouri as a whole, right now, um, only 43.8 Five percent of those reported cases are coming from um, our white populations, whereas the state population, 82 percent is white and 31 percent of the reported cases are coming from blacks, whereas 11.5 percent of our our population. So, 
again, we, we might talk further about this when we talk with Lindsay, but we're seeing such huge disparities in the number. When we look at the U.S., we are about to break 2 million cases. You know, I've, I've seen national news say, has the United States just given up on um, combating the coronavirus with, you know, the, the numbers continuing to come in? We have a death toll of 112,000 people in our country. Um, worldwide, we see about 7.2 million cases with 411,000 deaths. So, Lindsay, are you on now with us? Yes, unfortunately, I, I don't believe that we have her at the moment. I will keep going, no problem. And, and Peter, you just let me know or have Lindsay let me know when you get her in with us. So I do, I want, you know, I wanted to hear from Lindsay and her voice on, on what is going on. And, and hopefully we'll get her to join us while we're talking. But hello. Okay. And yes. I, Jenny, we have her, I believe. Uh, apologies awesome. to our listeners for the technical difficulties. You two may proceed. No problem. You know, and this is a part of the working remotely for all of us across the country um, in in the period of COVID, right? We, we've all experienced a little bit of technical difficulty, a little moments of, of trying to get through. Lindsay, I'm so glad that you're joining us. I was just updating the listeners on the numbers and what it's looking like. And I was saying, you know, oftentimes we hear that we see increased testing as the reason why we're seeing the spike in numbers. <clears throat> there was a really great Washington Post article that came out that really said the data from the states on the reporting of the highest numbers in the seven-day average it's been disproved. They've disproved the notion that the country is seeing this spike just solely based on the increased testing, according to the data that's being tracked by the Washington Post. Um, when they looked at especially these 14 states that they're seeing that have a huge spike in the numbers. So, Lindsay, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. And what, you know, I, I told the listeners we'd be talking about is just some questions we have, like confusion that we hear and what we are fearful for tomorrow, whether valid or not. Um, so thanks, Lindsay, for joining. Yeah, thank you, Jenny, for inviting me. And, um, you know, uh, my name is Lindsay Smith, and uh, I am a, a lockdown <laughs> resident of uh, Columbia, Missouri. Um, and, I, you know, I think I'm just following the information and trying to make sense of it like uh, 99% of the rest of us. Um, I got really uh, interested and started following a lot of the national and international news really early about this because my family was planning international travel um, in the middle of March. And um, simultaneously, Dr. Alleman, who, uh, of course, hosts uh, this <clears throat> show and has been, you know, really active in information uh, dissemination about COVID. Uh, she posted a couple of blog articles in late February, and they were they were well. What what is going on in China, and what what should we be thinking about um, in the United States and in Mid Missouri? And I. I listen to her. I have a lot of respect for her wisdom. I think she's a scientist and a doctor, and um, so I started following it. As we all do. So, Lindsay, I know that we've had a little bit of discussion about, like, testing and accessibility and cost and location. 
Um, you want to share a little bit about what your thoughts are around that and what you're hearing? Well, right. Yeah, I think I, I so this is just, again, what I see. Um, I think testing is not widely available in the, in the sense of managing the spread of this virus. Um, I hear anecdotally that you can go to urgent care and get a test now. Um, of course, that wasn't the case even six weeks ago. But, for example, um, you know, they, they do these te- testing sites. Like one was up in our neighborhood on Monday. Um, I don't think it I don't know how you would find out about it. It shows up at the end of a news article. So, first of all, I don't know how you'd find out about it. There's no sort of neighborhood e- – well, there was no attempt that I saw to do a neighborhood email. And then the um, – in my reading of the information that came out, it said you had to have a symptom um, to be tested. And so it – you know, it didn't seem like, well, if you don't – feel like you have a symptom of COVID, why would you go over and be tested? And, and as a result, I did see that in this neighborhood where there could, you know, potentially be a number of um, cases to identify and do the tracking and tracing associated with that, they only did 19 tests. Um, and I just say that's not these, these scattershot testing attempts don't seem to be a meaningful way to assess the spread in the community and um, track, trace, quarantine, the things we know that can help control it. Yeah, and I think that both you and I are members of the um, Working Together for Community group that is a Facebook group in the, in the Columbia, Mid-Missouri uh, region. And, you know, there's thousands, tens of thousands of members. Yeah, there are a lot of people now. Um, And, you know, just the things that I'm hearing on there still to this day is, you know, where can I get a test and how can I get a test? And what is the cost of that test? Mm -hmm. And I think think you touched on it. You know, where do people find out about the testing locations? And our health department is continuing to host community testing sites um, that they still require at least one symptom associated with COVID in order to get the test. Um, you mentioned seeing at the, at the end of a news article, that's where I found it too, was at the end of a Tribune article, they stated where the testing locations would be. I know that these locations are also posted on the Como, um, website, the COVID website, which is, um, como.gov forward slash coronavirus. So they do list the test sites that you can, um, you know, where it's available. So it looks like the next three Mondays in Boone County, there will be testing sites. So um, on Monday from 9 to 1 on June the 15th and at the Sturgeon Recreation Center on um, June the 21st, 22nd, sorry, at Turning Point, um, and that's on um, Wilkes Boulevard. And then uh, at the Salvation Army at in Parkade Plaza on June the 29th from 9 to 1. Um, So kind of, you know, scattered across the county, primarily it looks like in um, the city area, but 
Mondays from 9 to 1, it looks like some place in Boone County they're having tests. Sounds like maybe they got, you know, a, a, a dozen or two um, people that tested at that last site. But again, it's stated that you do have to have a symptom to be tested. We, you know, many in our community know that there was just a state um, testing site at Hickman High School. Um, you know, I've seen that they tested somewhere in between 1,200 to 2,000 um, individuals, residents of Boone County. And, you know, we, we did see some numbers increase as those came back. I did test on Tuesday. Um, I have yet to get my test results back. Um, both of my daughters also tested and they have received their test results back, both negative. So, then the question is cost. What are you hearing, Lindsay, when you wonder about these tests? What are some of the, the questions or confusion you hear around cost of the test? Because we've talked about accessibility. We know that the, the, the hospitals both have testing sites that you need a doctor's order for. And then now the, the health department has drive up um, with requirement of at least one symptom. So, have you heard anything about costs or, you know, affordability well, of the test? Can Yeah, so the, I'm going to use something that I uh, um, read. It's anecdotal. Um, it was in uh, Matthew Holloway's feed. Um, I follow him uh, daily. <laughs> but it was about um, testing I think this was down in the Jeff City area. Somebody um, was feeling acutely ill um, and went to the hospital at St. Mary's down there. Um, I could be getting the institutions wrong. But anyway, the story is they went there uh, and they were they were actually simply refused a test. Um, and it may have been that they had a symptom that didn't wasn't congru- you know congruous with but they they were refused to test and then they went over to urgent the urgent care and urgent care was like yeah no problem and as it sort of got figured out in the conversation the hospital didn't want to use a test that they're using for pre-op people etc um to just test whereas urgent care can bill the insurance and um get it covered and i i so to me I don't know personally. I know that the testing at um, the National Guard testing was free because I know many mm-hmm. people that did that. Um, I assume what the health department is offering is free, uh, but I don't know what like the mm-hmm. my folks live right over by Boone Hospital, and when I take them groceries, I um, see the COVID testing tent. I have no idea. I honestly don't have any idea what the cost is. Um, mm-hmm. for going there. But I do know that it does seem to be a perceived barrier. And mm-hmm. also, if you're going to get turned away when you request a test, how many more times is, you know, your average, I'm slightly concerned, but not overwhelmingly, like, sick, how many times are people going to keep trying? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, I want to tell our listeners that Dr. Alleman did say that she would be listening in so that she could address some of the answers to these questions that we're posing today um, when we talk about the the cost and access to testing. And because, I, like, Lindsay, I'm hearing you and you're you're confused and I know how plugged in and, and trying to get the information 
um, that you are in this process. So I also want to talk about contact tracing and just in, in mm-hmm. the uh, time that we have left, because I know you've had a lot to say about this. So tell me what you see of Boone County and our mid-Missouri region contact traces tracing versus what you're seeing around the rest of the state or the country. Well, uh, for some reason, I um, about six weeks ago, uh, I don't. I was looking at something in the Springfield region. It might have even been the weather and the Green County um, COVID reporting and contact tracing caught my eye because it was very early. I mean, and we were able to count cases um, in the dozens, and they uh, they they would publish the thing like this. In the, this COVID positive case was in Walmart um, between this time and this time on this date, and um, and then they were at Chuck E. Cheese's, and then they were, and um, you know, and they've they've continued with that. So down around Springfield, they'll tell you where a COVID positive case remembers being, um, and whether now they say whether they were symptomatic and whether they were wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything released like that in Columbia. I've never seen any information released about um, uh, that sort of casual contact stuff. Um, I do know there are, I do know, I've been told many times by a lot of people that there is contact tracing going on, and I and I get that, and that's great, and there's mm-hmm. self-quarantining going on, but I don't know. These are my questions. Like, are people who are in self-quarantine getting a phone call every morning? Mm-hmm. Are they asking them to take their temperature? Are they getting a, a test at the beginning of their quarantine and a test at the end of their quarantine? Um, and why not share information about where they've been? Like, I don't think that makes us more worried. I think that makes us more informed. Um, You know, my parents are in their 70s. They haven't been in a grocery store or anywhere since early March. They have no idea what is really going on in Boone County. Um, And I think more information and more informed citizenry really makes us feel more confident about Mm -hmm. where we go and what we do, and I have found it to be really frustrating. And, uh, you know, so I know Boone County, the health department, and I I have a lot of respect for what they have done, Um, and obviously our numbers are good, but they've said, like, we don't feel like we need to release this. Well, I don't know. If you look at countries like South Korea that have really controlled this, they release elaborate tracking and tracing information. Elaborate. So I think we've identified, like, the more information that we have, the less we are fearful. Lindsay, we are coming to the end of our 20 minutes, and I know you get to hop on until early, but I really appreciate this conversation. I think it is the real conversations that we're having in our community, the real questions and thoughts, um, concerns. I I do commend the Boone County Health Department. I know having a direct contact exposure in my household, what they do, what they are doing for quarantined individuals, but it is clear that maybe the public doesn't know. So the more information we can get out there, the better. KOPN, we want to thank you so much for, again, having Community Pulse and giving us this time on the airwaves. And thank you, listeners. Back to you, Peter. 
Thank you very much, Ginny. That was public health advocate Ginny Chadwick and local resident Lindsay Smith engaging in a very interesting discussion about the questions that are arising in our community about the coronavirus, quite common questions. We'll look forward to speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Alleman once again tomorrow and perhaps answer some of those questions. You have been listening to Community Pulse here on your community radio station, 89.5 FM. As a reminder, Community Pulse airs live Monday through Thursdays at 9 a.m. You can also catch it later in your day on our website, kopn.org, kopn.org, and on our Facebook profile. We also have archives online of all 50-plus episodes of Community Pulse. We've been doing this since the pandemic arrived in Missouri. As always, we want to know your questions, comments, and insights. We welcome your feedback on anything related to the coronavirus or indeed anything going on in your community. Please feel free to leave us a message at 573-874-1139 or email us at gm at kopn.org. We're also looking for new members to join our community pulse team. Thanks once again for tuning in. The current time is 9.23 a.m. on this Wednesday, the 10th of June. An abridged version of background briefing follows. Thanks so much for tuning in to Community Polls. Stay safe, Columbia. We will speak with you tomorrow.